Buenas, buenas, hermanos y hermanas. Bienvenidos al podcast de Jack Laferty. Entonces, free, we talk, yes, yes. Sí, 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 es gratis, sí, sí, sí. All right, all right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, you're all way too kind. Thank you. Please, please sit down. Thank you, thank you. All right, my next guest is Mr. Alfredo Plesman III. The man is uh, a life genius, a life expert. He has given a lot of time to every little detail in life, and he always goes his own way. Even though he could be doing other things and be more like everyone else, I guess, or more successful in different parts. Like uh, he makes movies, he makes music, he makes podcasts, he makes uh, festivals, sunglasses, even beautiful sunglasses. But he does so many things that I think he hasn't become super successful in one thing. That's because he does what he loves each day. He doesn't torment himself on things that he doesn't want to do. He goes for the thing he wants to do at the moment. And this is significant of him for his entire life. He chooses his own way always, the Alfredo way. And it's always peculiar, it's always strange, always entertaining. I love him dearly. I love hanging out with him. I love talking to him. And I think you will find this episode very entertaining. Buenas, buenas. Hermanos y hermanas, bienvenidos al podcast de Jack Laferty. Entonces, free, we talk, yes, yes. Sí, 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 es gratis, sí, sí. Hello, Alfredo Plesman. Wow, Nima Kucheki. That's me. Wow, how do you correctly pronounce your last name? My name is Kucheki, K-O-U-C-H-E-K-I, Kucheki, it pronounces Kucheki. Just like it's written. Just like it's written. What, How are what you? Great, How's Moscow? What a great last name. Thank well, you. Moscow is shiny and it's, fr and it's not so cold, it's warmer than yesterday and uh, just wonderful, wonderful. How is Stockholm? Stockholm is wonderful as well, but there is something below the surface. Oh, wow. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me about this iceberg. It's uh, spelled C-O-R-O-N-A. Corona. Have you heard of this? <laughs> Corona. Yeah, I, I was born with one. Really? Yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a duke, so they gave me one Corona when I was born. Wow. <laughs> I heard you know, Moscow is pretty mu is is pretty corona free. Yeah, Moscow uh, doesn't have too many uh, cases, and you know that we sent some doctors and and ventilators to Italy. Really? Yeah, That's... we sent many. Putin and is I a great like, man. Yeah, Putin noble man. Must, yeah, noble man. He yeah, he's a he's a czar. So that's what czars do. Twenty five years at the at the power. I think he deserves at least 36 more. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how people are when, they're, when they reach 100. <laughs> exactly. It would be a spectacle. Yeah. You know that I talked to an Italian friend yesterday. 
And she said, oh, my God, how are you in Moscow? And I said, yeah, well, we're good, you know, more or less, like these stories. And I said, well, and I, you're in Italy, so great. I heard yesterday that we're sending ventilators and doctors. And she said, yeah, 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 but I'm so worried that, that Russia is going to mess everything up. And I'm like, but, but we're helping you. No, but Russians are not to be trusted. You know how Russians are. And I'm like, but Rika, how can you be such a such a racist bitch? <laughs> so she's even racist when she's being helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send ventilators, but you guys are fucking assholes. Oh my god. You have to send them through Sweden or something, and say, oh, he's from Sweden. Yeah, it's a great respirators. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was I was very impressed by her reaction. This was the way to say thank you. Yeah, but this is the brainwashing that everyone has of Russians. Yeah, man. Yeah. We fear I, Russians I and we fear way. Chinese. That's yeah. that's the bra- normal brain brainwashing. Normal brainwashing is true. Yeah. I did a podcast yesterday. My main thing was to convey the idea to not be racist with Chinese because I have so many friends that are dumb. <laughs> I I have many friends who are dumb as well. They're my favorite people. <laughs> I think I'm included with them. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah. Only that I'm a millionaire, so I was able to travel and see that, that my dumbness was that was vast. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the great thing when you realize how stupid you are, right? It yeah, makes man. you. I mean, you realize that the world is tolerating you. It's not you tolerating the world. <laughs> what a great what a great lesson it is to find out when you're dumb yeah definitely i think many people haven't really gotten there yet but i think also there are people who are not dumb i have never met one (laughs) i'm sure there are (laughs) no it's impossible to not to not be in somehow autistic somehow some you're dumb in, in, in one aspect of life, you are a fucking moron. A hundred percent, hundred percent. It's like the quote, everyone is a genius, but if you judge a fish ability to climb a tree, he will forever think it's stupid. So uh, yeah, fishes uh, can't climb trees and uh-huh. everyone's okay. stupid in one way. Uh-huh, exactly. Yeah, yeah what, a, what a great way to see it, man. Yeah. So, the, the, in what ways are you stupid? We're gonna spend the whole podcast thing <laughs> talking. Because I have two how, how many days do you have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We have enough time. But you know what scares me? That when I realize in the ways that I'm stupid, I also can see that there are many other aspects of my life that I was considering, just like the ones that I just found out that I was stupid at. So it could be that I'm just stupid in 100% of the aspects. Uh, what? Tell me again. So I realized, so let's say life has seven areas. Mm-hmm. You know, today we just, now Paul is taking a shower, so I can tell you this in a little bit of a quicker way and with my point of view completely unfiltered. Okay. Uh, that, <laughs> so there's, <laughs> there's this girl, Ida, who she's a curator of a gallery in, in New York. Uh-huh. She's Russian. And just just by this, she's beautiful. But she's for me, she's extremely beautiful. Other than that, she's the curator of this gallery, and she offered us to be in the gallery. We were 
exposed in an exhibition in a gallery in the center of New York, in the coolest part of Manhattan, in the most no. uh, talked talk about in the most talked about neighborhood in now in our time in our days this is wow. the lower is lower side is the, the thing that is burning i mean burning now wow. in manhattan she she, did, she didn't she didn't put us once she put us twice two times we were exhibited there uh -huh. so now she's in moscow uh, she was giving some lectures here and uh, we keep we keep contact, she and I, because uh, we're friends, you know. I like to keep beautiful Russians as friends, of course. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so she, today she said that she didn't have a place to... That she's considering after the 31st, she's not going to have a place to stay. And so you want to offer her... I, I, I wanted to offer, but... Well, you know how life, married life is. You cannot take decisions <laughs> for yourself. It's very hard to invite more beautiful women into your home when you're married. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I forget. I forget this, this detail. Yeah. So, so, you know, I started making exercises. She told me this and then I, I basically threw the phone like if it was radioactive. And I, and I started doing my, my exercise routine. I spent 40 minutes just jumping and doing, and doing uh, clutches and thinking. And then I went to take a shower and I thought, okay, I mean, uh, other than the fact that she is amazingly gorgeous and I would like to stick my in my tongue in all of her, we should offer the possibility for her to stay because we do have one bed here even though this is an open loft. Yeah, I mean, she's a good friend of yours as well. Yeah. She helps she's, you with, uh, and I mean, she seems like a wonderful person. Yeah, yeah, she's a wonderful person. Actually, she, she is. She's kind, she's smart, and she, just these two things are already great. She All just happens that, to be very beautiful as well. Yeah, exactly. On yeah. top of that, she's gorgeous. Yeah. And uh, so, by the way, only, only, I, I think she's gorgeous. Maybe, you know, maybe somebody else will think she's hideous, you know? <laughs> but uh, but well, Feroz, yeah, I mean, I've seen, I I know, you, I know your taste. You, <laughs> you, <laughs> but first of all, you, <laughs> you fall in love very quickly. Yeah, so to say. Yeah, you yeah, find everyone beautiful. Yeah, it's true. This is a, this is a gift, by the way. But this so. is a very good thing. Yeah, it's a very good yeah, thing that you find so many uh, women beautiful. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then it's my own it's my own burden to fall out of love, to keep a balance in life, to to not go crazy for all of them. Yeah. But I actually the past two months I was really obsessed because I thought that, you know, we had something just like like always. It happens like always. But then I got up I get over it. It's okay. Life is life goes on and it's great. Yeah. So so I, I was texting her that to offer and I was reading this message to Polly uh, out loud. And this is when I realized that I first had to ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess so, it's Polly's apartment as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we spent around 30 minutes of, of discussion, but not, not fighting, but a discussion. Like, yeah. what are the facts and what is it that we fear or that we don't want? And so we went through first uncomfortableness, just from your comfort. How do you offer help? Like, no, I can offer her to look for her for a room. No, 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 this is not help. <laughs> she can look herself for yeah, a room. I yeah. mean, there must be many hotels. This is not the idea. She didn't say, do you know any nice hotels? No, she didn't say this. 
So it was very interesting discussion that we had for a while. And then Polly said, yeah, it's true. We should offer her. So we offered. The, I'm sure that she's And when have, is she coming? No, no, no. She's not coming. This just happened um, two minutes ago. And, and most probably she's going to have many options that are more comfortable than staying with us. Yeah, so but it's nice I, to offer. Yeah. So I, I wanted to offer, but a real offer, not, not like... If there's nothing else, if you're of course, crying in the yeah. streets, what kind of an offer is that? Yeah, like a real offer. Yeah, yeah. I would be delighted to have you in my home. Exactly. As my exactly. guest. Exactly. Yeah. We have an extra bed, and we we open our doors for you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. So, but yeah. And if she says yes, I don't know because this happened a couple of couple of minutes ago. But I can tell you, uh, oh. This is very kind of you. Oh, Alfredo, thank you so much. No worries, but I will keep it in mind. This is very kind of you. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> can, I, <laughs> can I post this uh, episode? <laughs> <laughs> or will I have to... Or will you no, force maybe, me to edit this? Could, could you take out the part when I want to insert my <laughs> tongue in there? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I will. I will try. I will try to also. Maybe I can just bleep it. Yeah, bleep it, bleep it, yeah. bleep that part. Please don't say it again because I have to bleep it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No. Well, I mean, this is the the thing with married married life. I mean, yeah. Of course, we look at women and we say, "Wow, what a beauty!" or some women fascinate us and maybe we don't fall in love but at least we how do you say it you get infatuated, infatuated. exactly yeah. a little bit sometimes yeah no it's, i think there's a rule which is incorrect rule in monogamous relationships like we are in maybe we didn't choose maybe just we were born in this time and we have to be inside of, of this monogamous relationship. But there's a, this rule of not being allowed to fall in love is, is very, it's very bad. You should be allowed to, to have the feelings because you cannot cover your feelings. You should, you should be encouraged to feel. Exactly. Okay. Yes. So from, from that point to, I mean, I'm saying that I'm going to put my and <laughs> in some, in some of the <laughs> it's, not, it's not true, actually. It's just... Uh, is uh, a matter of speaking. Like I, w I imagine this as part of the fantasy, and not even the fa the fantasy is just part of the feeling. Yeah. And I think it's healthy to to express what because I'm sure that she also has some fantasy to open her legs to some artist or some yeah. or some powerful man. Yeah, of course. And to be ravished and to be and to be spit on top of and and slapped. And but if you don't express it. Then, uh, then you make your life miserable. Then you make your partner miserable because you're miserable. Then you probably develop some disease, and all for the sake of monogamy. And that's happening a lot in many cases. Yeah, yeah. you're so right. Yeah, it's true. I think that we should come up with a new with a new system, man. Like, I mean, there's many others already. Uh, so many variations: swingers, uh, polyamorous, all of these things, but. Maybe it should be like a, a system for the ones that are already in a monogamous relationship. 
where not a system but but <laughs> like a new set of new set of rules like no like a sex teacher something like this like a, some guidance that because this this ideas I, I mean half of the people maybe maybe 80% of the couples don't even dare to consider what what is it that is uncomfortable about this monogamous relationship right yeah you don't want to talk about it you don't even want to fear that there might be a chance that this is not going to be the rule because what if i lose you you know it's yeah. just so ridiculous yeah. but it's also fun to be to be trapped like a tiger <laughs> <laughs> It is fun. No, look, everything has its ups and downs. I mean, everything comes with, uh, I don't know, with goodness and badness. Of course, of course, there are uh, limitations to what you can do or limitations. I don't know if I would call it limitations, but yeah, I mean, of course, of course, sometimes I see women and I say, yeah, I would like to fuck her. 100%. Of course. course. Uh, And Stina understands that too. She's not... Of course she understands it. And I hope, and I know she sees men and thinks, wow, he's gorgeous. I would like to fuck him. Of course. But with that said, I mean, I'm really, really enjoying life as, as a married man. Uh, Me too. With, Me too. With a baby. I really, yeah, well, I, I don't have a baby, but I also love to be here, to be with Polly, to share the things that you get to share when you're in a long-term Related. Yeah, and then just you know, just how comfortable I am with Steen. I've never ever been as comfortable with her as I've been with anyone else. Just I can be completely, completely relaxed and myself, and just loose and goosey. And I don't know, just yeah. just silly. I can be as silly as I want with her, and I can yeah. fart whenever I want, and I can All touch right. boob whenever I want. This is a very yeah. important thing. Grab boob yeah. whenever you want. You know, in <laughs> yeah, Sweden. Sure. Um, the discussion was for a while after the Me Too thing that you were supposed to ask your partner if you could touch her before you touched her. No. Yeah, I swear to God. Imagine if I would go, Stina, is it okay if I touch your ass? And is it okay if I touch your pussy now? Is it okay if we fuck? I mean, Jesus Christ, what a discussion. Fuck. But, oh my God, imagine that this thing is happening I mean, it sounds crazy for us because we are in we are advanced bees. But imagine those relationships where where somebody feels that they really don't have the the ability to say no, don't touch me now, or or that they don't have the communication to say I'm not in the mood for you to to grab my boob or something like this. Mm. But so it's not about me too. It's about you being stupid. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a, if you're in a relationship, yeah, of course, if you don't want to be touched. Otherwise, you're really, really in a bad relationship if you can't just go, I don't, I don't feel like it today. Yeah, or now, exactly. just fuck off. If you need society to make up a new norm because you were not able to say this inside your own relationship, then your life is already miserable. You <laughs> need a hundred more rules. Yeah, you need, yeah, you need, you need changes, definitely. If that's <laughs> you your problem. Change. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you already need to get divorced already. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I wanted when all this Me Too thing. I wanted to make a a new movement called Me Three, and it was <laughs> uh, and it was uh, all the men that had already threesomes uh-huh. and and know that women are willing to do a threesome are in a different set of mind than the ones that are in the Me Too thing that that actually they want to not have freedom, sexual freedom, or or don't think that we both have the ability to express our desires. 
more or less. So I thought, let's all let's all unite all men into who has had threesomes and let's show the Me Too movement that there's the same amount of women that don't want it like the amount of women that do want it. Me three, it was called. Me three. <laughs> <laughs> how, how many people do you think would join think your was, Me Three campaign? Uh, I think maybe uh, I think maybe around five ish. Five. Yeah. Yeah, it could be. Could be. Could be. Could be. Could but, be. But, yeah, it's an idea. I mean, it's all the world is open to ideas. This is mine. I don't think I know anyone who has have had more ideas than you. <laughs> I, <laughs> you have a lot of ideas. <laughs> Throughout the years, I can't remember all of them. But can you remember some of them? Like just like on on foot? Yeah, uh, yeah, I can remember the good ones. For example, I had the great idea a couple of years ago to give VR headset. You know, this virtual reality yeah. to cows. Okay. <laughs> and because I thought cows are not going to be able to tell the difference. They're not going to be uncomfortable with the headset. They're already pretty uncomfortable. But imagine if you put headphones in and a VR set on, on front of them and they think that they're in a beautiful place. They hear the birds. They're just they're having a wonderful, wonderful time. Oh, you mean like you mean farmed uh, like the... The ones that we we raised, the ones that we that we, we have to slaughter. Slave. Yeah, I thought you meant yeah. uh, the one who's free in the in the nature, just, just... <laughs> entertainment. Entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I understand. Okay. So the one who's uh, who we really have trapped. Yeah, the ones we that raised are in from... a cage. Yeah. But, and then I thought not only cows, pigs, and chickens just develop all VR for all animals. Yeah. So at least if they're gonna if we're gonna make them suffer. They should at least see something beautiful or experience something beautiful. Of course, yeah. Yeah, I, I like that idea a lot. I also, yeah, and it came out like very spontaneously. And then Polly, after one and a half years, she sent me news from Russian news Medusa that they were putting headsets to cows oh, after really? one and a half. That I came up with this idea. I thought, wow, it was not so off. It was a good idea. Uh, yeah, I mean, the best, out, the best idea is to just let them be free, but... The second, <laughs> the second yeah. best idea is this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And apparently the milk was improved. The quality that they were giving more milk. It was very quality. Mm. Like, there's something there. There's yeah, something. definitely. I like it. Any more ideas? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, now that I'm talking to you, it just came to me to have VR for chickens because I didn't think of this dimension of VR. But yeah, chickens should also have VRs. So the whole world, everybody's just going around VR, imagining that this is a beautiful place we're living. We will yeah. soon have to do it ourselves, I think. Exactly. Have you seen this movie called Gamer? No, I have not. It's not the greatest, it's a, but well, it's a, it's, it is a wonderfully conceived and accomplished movie about one guy who's living inside a game. But this was a very long time ago. It's an old movie uh, with one guy who I think is already out of the game. Uh, he's a gamer out of the game. Uh, his name is, he's like, like an Australian guy. He was in, uh, I don't know, some movie. But the fact is that he's a prisoner. Uh, he did some crime and he's in, in jail. So they give him an option. You can either stay in jail or you can participate in this game 
where you can escape or you can die by the hand of some teenager who's playing a game in his house and he's playing you. Wow. And so there's an, yeah, there's an implant in these prisoners and they have to move. I mean, he has some control, more or less like when you're playing FIFA on your game console. Mm -hmm. You know that you're playing with one and then the ones next to you kind of are moving more or less with you, but then you control each one. Yeah. Okay. It, so more, very similar to this. It was very, very interesting. Super interesting. What an interesting idea. Yeah, very, very interesting. Yeah. I loved it. When I saw it, it blew my mind. Because wow. with VR, now AR, you see that Apple is already jumping into the AR game with the new iPad Pro. They have a camera that has laser. So they can uh, scan uh, objects in 3D much better than just a normal camera. Mm -hmm. By the way, Apple is very late in this game. I have this camera for a year already in mm -hmm. Samsung, but um, not, not a year, six months. You have all the latest gadgets as well. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you um, buy a lot of things. Yeah, I want to detox from this. Wow, uh, speaking of detox, it's already the 12th day of not smoking weed. Oh, you're sober? Yeah. Since New York. Since New York. Since chronic smoking many times a day to 12 days of not smoking. Nice. And did you used to uh, mix it with tobacco? No, 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 no. Okay, no. so you were at least tobacco-free before. Yeah, yeah. And I was not smoking. I was vaporizing with the volcano, which is the safest way to ingest it if you're going to do it uh, orally and in, in not with a drop or something. Have you tried you eating it? Yeah, I've tried eating it, and I, it's a different feeling because the stomach, when, when it reaches your stomach, the molecule of the cannabis is mixed with your acids, and it becomes a different molecule, and it's a drug called blah, 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 blah. I don't know it's THCE, it right, or something like this? Yeah, they added some, some molecule to the THC, and this has a different effect. So for me, this effect is uh, not the one that I am looking for. I get too sleepy. I immediately fall asleep. What if you eat just a little? Doesn't it make uh, I don't any feel difference? Or? No, I don't feel nothing. Okay, so you either take too much and you get too sleepy or... Yeah, or I don't get anything. Because I think in the States they have like... Um, so you see exactly how much you get, right? Like a... Yeah, in the, when you buy the, the container, you mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. like you can, you can buy edibles and you can see exactly how much it should be in it. Well, in, compared to if you the, do it yourself and, and you in the states where it's legal, yes, but in New York, no, in New York, it's all approximate. Mm. Are your parents in New York, by the way? No, my parents are in Venezuela. Also, Venezuela are not too. I mean, they've been in quarantine since they had like zero cases, so it's not going to be a disaster. Okay, so but they took already... measures early, yeah. Yeah, they took measures early and they're already in a disaster. So they know how to live in disaster. Yeah, for them, everything is the same. Oh, let's just hope. I mean, of course, I don't want any cases anywhere, but especially in, uh, in poorer countries, I, yeah. poorer countries where there's a lot of people, I can yeah. see there's a lot of shit going to happen. Uh, yeah, I was listening yesterday to a doctor in, in China. Uh, he was from, from Wuhan and... He was telling that when they were in quarantine, it's not like being quarantined in New York, that you can actually go out and get something from the deli or from the corner. No, it's a complete so, lockdown, right? 
Yeah, but not only complete lockdown, but they don't have how to get food delivered to the people that were isolated. Shit. So, because in New York, you're isolated, but you can actually, like here, we're in quarantine, we're isolated, but we, we just take the elevator, and downstairs there's three stores that we can choose from. Yeah. And if not, we have delivery, and the delivery center is like a block from here. I mean, the last thing we're going to run out of is, is uh, food. And so products. far. So, yeah, so far. But I think that food and products is not going to be a, a problem in a developed country in the in the capital. Yeah. Moscow, these cities are not even to be feared. Fear should come to the smaller cities where you have to take a bus to go to the center to get some food and then everybody's buying all and then the little store doesn't yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. and you start starving. Yeah. And the other thing that this guy said which shocked me was that they went in lockdown, they went to lockdown when they had around 800 confirmed cases, even though, of course, there were probably more. But let's say around around 1,000 cases, they went to lockdown. In America, they are already far from this number and still no complete lockdown. Yeah. It was, so when they reach the peak, it's going to be much worse than the peak that the Chinese Oh, yeah. And, and the Chinese are, I mean... They were going to people's houses. I don't know if you've seen the documentary. There's an Australian documentary. They go to your house mm -hmm. and they, well, they check your temperature. Mm. And to see if, if it's raised, they drag you out of there and they take you to, to some kind of a gymnasium where you're locked down together with other people Whoa. and you're like in a spacesuit. But also, in, I saw some, some, this is just crazy. They were... Um, how do you say it in English? They were making sure you couldn't get out of the house. Oh, like barricading Yeah, they door. were barricading the doors completely. Mm. You couldn't get out of the house. Oh, my God. So yeah, that's the measures they took. Yeah, so people like through the window so they didn't have food and stuff. Yeah, so that's the Chinese way. But they were very successful, obviously. But, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. no country will yeah. ever do that. No, no, especially not America. I think that first they're going to sue you. But they're going to die while suing you because you got sick. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. they will sue you. <laughs> but then, you know what? We, I also had this idea. Imagine if we do a, like a distribution with drones, drones distributing food. I think that yeah, I think they're doing that now. I think I mean yeah. they're uh, trying to uh, to do that at least. There's so many drones now. Yeah. It's just uh, yeah, and in the future they will come as a taxi and get you the drones. Yeah. Put you, take I, you by the by the collar. <laughs> fly away with you for a while. A drone will take you by the collar. Shit. <laughs> you saw Minority Report, right? Yeah, it was a long time ago, but yeah. There were some little balls that they flew and they were like this. They they crawl into people's houses and they check everybody in their eyes. You remember this? Yeah, 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 exactly. So I think these are basically little drones that are checking. I think we're going to go to that for sure. Yeah, yeah, in the future. And they will take your temperature. They will see. Wow. Uh, speaking about temperature, Polish showed me a video, a Russian video. This is so funny, man. It says how to take your temperature. And they show four different countries. So they show in Korea, uh -huh. they take your temperature with a camera. So when you enter a place... The, the camera scans you and you already can know your temperature. Wow, so they don't even need to, okay, okay. Yeah, not even touching nothing, not even asking you. They scan you like this. 
In China, they were taking a temperature with a special machine that, that touches your your forehead like two times and, and they, they measure very fast. Mm -hmm. And then there was another way, I don't know, some, some other cool way. And then, <laughs> and they show they show the Russian way. <laughs> no, don't tell me they put something in your ass. No, no. They, but this is a this is a real video. It's not like somebody made it up. This is a video where there's a door and there's a babushka, like an old lady, like a fat old lady sitting there uh -huh. waiting for people to go to go to go out or in. I don't know. It was a door. <laughs> the person comes and says, "Do you have temperature?" And the and the one replies, "Yet, yet, yet, yet." Okay, just asking. <laughs> just asking. Not even. Yeah, not even touching. Yeah, uh -oh. temperature. Yet, yet, yet. Okay, okay. <laughs> Oh my god, technology didn't arrive here yet. <laughs> oh shoot. How much after is Moscow, like if you compare it to New York? I think that we are behind in certain things and we're and we are advancing some other things. But it seems that we are yeah, it's like we took a different path. You know, like you know when you drink water and you choke and you say, Oh, it went through the the old path. This is what we say in Spanish when okay. you choke. So I think that Russians took the, the, another path, <laughs> which, which is also a great one. It's just unique. And so technology here is kind of different. For example, they bought an electronic uh, lock. This is a great example. You know, for smart homes that you want to lock and unlock your door. Yeah, exactly. So you can do it by your phone. Through. Yeah, you can do it by your phone instead of your hand. I mean, you're doing it with your hand but you can now you do it with your phone yeah so but i wanted this and i bought it and i brought it from new york i wanted to install it in my apartment to be able to unlock remotely and all this stuff and so i realized that because of some protocols this was not standard here like the size of the nails or something like this it was not the same and i couldn't install it but the guy who the master of the building who was uh, who's in charge of fixing things in the apartment and stuff he said, but why did you buy this? And he was like, he was trying to help, but definitely he couldn't. And he showed me about the best one, the best one that, new, that America has to offer, the coolest one that everybody has in San Francisco and New York. And it's very flashy, very beautifully designed. It's very techy, startup tech, just, just something that you would like to put your money to. The one that they have here is uh, ugly graphic design, very badly very badly advertised. It just looks bad and ugly. But it's like, I would say, 10 times more efficient than the one in America. Really? Why? Oh, my. it has all the features that they promised that maybe in the future they would have. This is just came standard. Uh -huh. So it's like a different way of thinking of the same thing, you know? But they don't give a shit about the design and they just want to yeah. make it functional functional things like maybe it's not so beautiful but it's functional it's, it lasts longer it's not going to be i was looking at also a, a documentary you see i would like that i would like the functional but stina would never allow functional she would always require design and something to look good exactly yeah it, it makes sense there's a two sides of the brain the, the brain that wants to be entertained and the brain that wants to work yeah so so what did you say Sal documentary a documentary about when uh, the first cars were manufactured in Russia after the war ended, and uh, or maybe while the Berlin Wall was up, and Russia bought Opel, you know Opel. Yeah. 
and they were they were designing a car a copy of a car of opel but made in russia and then they started evolving this and they made one car that is very very famous car here i think it would be the equivalent of a, a volkswagen beetle like a ve very plain simple car for the people and and they they decided to put everything in this car as simple and easy to fix as possible so it wouldn't go bad. When you go to travel around Russia, you see so many of these cars still in the street. They're because functioning. Because they don't go bad. Yeah. yeah they, don't, they, they don't go bad. And if they go bad, even a stupid people person can, can fix it because it's, so, it's made to be fixed and to continue. That's the way Swedes used to do cars as well. I don't know anymore, but Volvo used to do like this. You, could, you can drive them forever. Wow, that's so great, man. Yeah. Some, some ideas. I also saw something that I never, never saw or heard in my life before. The same wave of making cars. They were making one car for disabled people. And uh, this car is a very weird car. It looks a little bit like a golf car. Uh, it's a very, very tiny car. And uh, it was made for, for disabled people. If you have any disability, the government gave you this car. In Russia? In Russia, yeah, in Russia. Wow. So Putin, huh? he's doing great things, eh? No, no, no. This, this was in the, in the era of the Berlin Wall. Oh, okay. So yeah, <laughs> whoever yeah, was yeah. in charge beside the yeah. car thing wasn't doing yeah. a lot of the right, right things. <laughs> exactly. He was fucking up everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, but there's some, there's some other things that I have learned by being here in Russia that are not priority in other parts of the world. And uh, it's just style of living adapts, you know, people adapt to styles of living. Yeah. So here there's certain style that is the, um, let's say, the epicenter ways that are developed from that style. Then when you come as an outsider and you see, why do people in Russia do things like this? And then you realize this is just a byproduct of the style of life. Then you cannot judge the byproduct because it has a root. Do you have an example? Uh, for example, it's, it's a little bit of an abstract idea, but one, the thing that shocked me the most is the community against uh, or versus individuality. So, for example, I moved to a big building, and this big building, from my point of view, it's not the one type of building that one would like to have when you have a certain social level, let's say, because from where I come from, in America, north and south, the more money you have, the more isolated and big your house is. Yeah. And here, it's not, it's, it's, this rule is not applied completely like this. It's not, it's not so flawless. So you can have a lot of money and you can still live in a very big, 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 big building and this would not be the, looked at as if you didn't have the social status. Hmm. So there's, it's a huge building, maybe, I don't know, 6,000 apartments. That sounds like ugly place. Yeah. Unless yeah. it's a skyscraper. It's a, just a huge thing and it's massive. And the design choices here are also based on their own roots. But you come here and you say, fuck, the, uh, <laughs> our architecture is so ugly. Yeah. Until this, this, this thing starts sinking on your subconscious and you understand that the root is from this style, this style, this style evolved to this. And it turned out that you can see the beauty in this, but it's just evolving in a different way. 
So judging somebody else's culture and not living there is always a bad choice. Yeah, yeah. So the, everything evolves around functionality or because the, the architecture More. is um, brutalism. What is it called? Brutalism. Yeah. yeah, brutalism. You see everything that the building has to offer. True. Yeah. yeah. It's true. It's more. It's more about function than beauty. Uh, so, what do you like most, Russia or New York, Moscow or New York? Let me think about this a billion times more. Moscow. <laughs> you like Moscow more than New York? Yeah, I adore Moscow. I, by far, it's I'm my very favorite. glad to hear that you're feeling at home there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always tell people my first three cities are Moscow, Moscow, and Moscow. Then fourth. Can be New York. <laughs> really? Wow. The, fir- the first three are taken by Moscow. <laughs> as soon as this shit is over, I'm I'm coming to visit you. Yeah, man. Come here. Come to paradise. It will be easier to convince Polly to to have me there. It, it would be it would be what? Easier to convince Polly to have me there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Compared to your friend. <laughs> no, no, she was convinced as well. Yeah. Uh, man, thank you so much for this. We hardly spoke about how the feeling is in Moscow and um, the lockdown situation. I know you had a lockdown like a week ago, right? Yeah, already 12 days, days ago. 12 days ago? Mm-hmm. Okay, I didn't know that. And you hardly have any cases. And when you flew in from New York, they didn't put you in a lockdown. They just told you to, to be at home or not even that? Uh, they didn't tell me to be at home. I heard in the news that if you were coming from international trip, you should do self-quarantine. But when I arrived, my terminal didn't have any, nothing. There were no, nobody telling anything. But the same day, my friend arrived from Paris and they were dressed with this astronaut thing and they were measuring you two times in the airplane and then in No, the so just the same day... Same day, but you're coming from, from Paris, uh, from Europe. Yeah. Okay, but most likely now it should be everywhere. Yeah, no where you're flying now, yeah. from. Yeah, I think now, yeah. Well, it's uh, there's some some rules, but I don't know the rules yet. What are the? Well, next week nobody's working. Nobody in the whole Russia will work. Wow, you remember after 2001, it was. Uh, I mean, before there was like security check. Mm, yeah, but not really. And after 2001. It was like, take off your shoes. We need to yeah. fucking have. Yeah. So the whole world changed. I mean, the flying changed after 2001. Imagine yeah. now what will happen in a year when you're flying. You have to take the temperature. You have to maybe oh, wear yeah, masks, cool. suits. Maybe everyone wow. in, in the future, maybe everyone will have like a fucking space suit when they're traveling. Wow. It's true, man. What a good idea. Maybe a we should. Uh, good we should idea. I don't know. <laughs> I hope oh. we just go back to normal, no? No, it's impossible that we're going to go back to normal. Yeah, you think so? I think that definitely measures are going to be taken, especially for flying, yeah. Shit. And, and the most, look at how Asians are. They wear, they wear masks norm, before coronavirus. Yeah. Now masks are going to be the norm. So flying oh is going to be even more. But, but not only about flying, what about social norms? Yeah, because what about you know kissing strangers? It's gonna be even more exciting to kiss a stranger now because you might die. <laughs> <laughs> it's like HIV all over again, only with kisses. Yeah, exactly. Shit. Well, I hope we can all uh, get to dance soon. 
I yeah. miss dancing. I miss being with my friends on the dance floor yeah, and just sure. drinking and having fun. I think we're all <laughs> going to appreciate this so much more when this is over. Yeah, it's true. Speaking of dancing, don't miss a movie called Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. What yeah, is it about? Write it down. It's about a kid who has an imaginary hit friend that is Hitler during, during the Nazi times mm-hmm. in Germany. That's the premise. There's a kid who he's family or he's in his home they're hiding a little jewish girl in the wall mm-hmm. and it's nazi time and this kid is a he's a fanatic a nazi fanatic and his his imaginary friend is hitler oh shit <laughs> so that's the premise it's, it's a great movie all I think, your movies seem to have great premises yeah th- this one i think i'm gonna keep it for a long time in my top three i loved it loved it okay, i saw it yesterday i'm definitely gonna watched see it, it yesterday yeah yeah, well, say sure. hi to Polly for me, give her my love and take care and uh, let's talk soon again. Okay, man. Whenever and want, thank you so I'm much here. for the episode you made me. No, thank you for calling. Okay. Mwah. Have Ciao. fun. You bye too. Bye. bye.